Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Starting the stream in three, two, one. Hello world, welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. Well, hello, world, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. It is so good to be with all of you today live, live, live right here on Rumble. To those of you who are watching on Twitter, welcome to the show. Those of you listening via podcast or on News Radio Wham 1180, so glad that you are here as well. It's great to be with you. It is Tuesday, December 19th, and today we were supposed to welcome our good friend, Tracy Beans. She is the editor-in-chief over at Uncover DC, but she had a medical emergency this morning. She had to go to the emergency room. The good news is she is okay. I have been texting with her, and she's fine. She feels so bad that she can't be with all of you today. I had a lot of questions for her about the upcoming primary election, the Iowa caucuses, moving on to New Hampshire, some of the big cases out there regarding censorship and COVID-19 and lockdowns. We're going to talk to her about Ken Paxton and his recent lawsuit against Pfizer that was on the agenda for today, but we're taking it off the agenda because Tracy is recovering. The good news is she's okay. So Pray for her. It is uh, not an emergency any longer, but we love everything she does over at Uncover DC. And hopefully we can get her back in maybe later this week, maybe next week, probably not next week as we are running a lot of reruns for the holiday. We're all taking a break. I think you guys should as well. From media, rest up because 2024 is going to be a flaming nightmare. I just get the sense, I don't know about all of you, that... Everyone in America is looking at 2024 with a great amount of dread, (laughs) 
and uncertainty. Usually as you approach the new year, everyone's talking about their new year's resolutions and what we're excited about and what we can anticipate in 2024. And I think there's just this nationwide malaise, this uncertainty, a troubled feeling in our souls. I don't know about all of you that big things are coming. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be a little crazy. The information wars are raging on. Hard to figure out what is true, what is untrue, who is an honest broker, who is lying to you. Do people really mean what they say? It's just all so uncertain and chaotic. And I don't know about all of you. I'm feeling it. I think you are as well. And we're going to try, like, just so you all know, I'm white knuckled on this roller coaster along with all of you. I'm not privy to backroom deals. I'm not privy to, you know, um, big negotiations behind the scenes about where things are going to go in 24, who's going to win the election, who's going to be the uh, the GOP candidate. I do believe that a lot of those decisions, they try to make them in back rooms. They try to influence ahead of time who the nominees are going to be and even who the president is going to be in 2024. Again, I'm not privy to those backroom deals, but we can watch and observe. And I have been watching and observing and looking for patterns and spotting patterns for the past two years. I've been through multiple presidential electoral cycles, starting with Donald Trump in 2015 when he came down the elevator. So I've been through the primary process before. I've reported on it. And this is an area where I have some perspective. And I think that's going to be necessary moving forward. You know, I didn't want to get into the whole Trump to talk to me six months ago or eight months ago. I might not have even believed that he would even be throwing his hat back in the ring after the disastrous lockdowns of 2020. Him essentially not even campaigning for the entirety of 2020, losing that election. Yes, there was some fraud. Yes, there were irregularities. I think everyone can agree with that. But then inviting all of his people to Washington, D.C., which ultimately led to a trap riddled with FBI agents, undercover agents. The whole thing was a debacle. Jan 6 was a debacle. They all got wrapped up in it. And he just disappeared, poof, into the night for the entirety of 2021 leaving his Jan 6 supporters languishing in D.C. Gitmo with no attorneys, no representation, no media coverage, save Julie Kelly and a few other people. We we covered it here on the Shannon Joy Show. But frankly, you know, the disaster that has been the economy because of a full year prolonged lockdown actually was closer to 18 to 20 months as opposed to even 12 months putting thousands of small, medium-sized businesses out of business, shutting down schools, destroying the you know learning loss uh, among kids across the United States of America. And then, of course, the doozy, the big one, Operation Warp Speed and the federal rollout of the COVID-19 toxic, deadly killer vaccines, which everyone kind of acknowledges now, but never wants to acknowledge the guy who put it in place, the guy who signed the bills or the executive orders that started the lockdowns and then shoved $8 billion into the pockets of the big pharmaceutical corporations so that they could roll out on your taxpayer dime, even though we're mired in debt, these horrific vaccines. And so never took responsibility for that, never even acknowledged that it was a bad thing. I mean, he's had multiple opportunities, Donald Trump 
to talk about the vaccines, the VAERS reporting, the 1.5 million deaths and injury reported on VAERS, all of the data, the Pfizer data that we've seen come out from Daily Clout. There's a reason Ken Paxton is suing Pfizer. There's a reason that Joe Latipo, Surgeon General in the state of Florida, has been sending open letters to the, the chief of the FDA and the CDC over contamination of the vaccines. There's a reason there's a grand jury that has been formed in Florida. There's a reason that grand juries have been formed all over the world. There are hearings. This is this is a thing. And the idea that it's going to be memory hold because Donald Trump is the nominee is insane. It's insane. It's not that Donald Trump locked us down. Everybody locked down in March of 2020, including Ron DeSantis, his biggest competitor in the Iowa caucuses. It's not that he locked us down. It's that he's doubled down and tripled down and now quadrupled down, saying he'll do it again. It was the best thing he could have done. He saved 100 million lives. Fauci deserves a medal of honor. That's right, a commendation given to Fauci in the last days of the Trump administration. Not a pardon for Jan 6 prisoners. Not acknowledgement of the Jan 6 prisoners who were wrapped up in that dragnet. No, he rewarded every player in lockdown madness with a federal commendation, giving them an award for what they did to us in 2020. And the idea that we are going to go back to this blows my mind. It blows my mind. It points to the sophistication of right-wing propaganda and con Inc. People like Tucker Carlson, who we will discuss today, who has come out now with Charlie Kirk and Tim Pool and Young Americans for Freedom, all heavy Trumpster, probably on the payroll of MAGA, bashing not only DeSantis, who is the only governor, the only executive who course corrected six to eight weeks after lockdown. That is the difference between Trump and DeSantis. They both locked down. Everyone locked down. And I've given a lot of rope to people who got it wrong in March, April, May, June, July, August of 2020, because it was the fog of war. It was very murky. There was an enormous effort to get this lockdown in place and absolutely obliterate the United States of America, our constitution, our civil liberties, our way of life, our free markets, our children, our schools, and everything we hold dear. Yeah, it was an intense campaign. And so people got things wrong. The difference is Ron DeSantis course corrected very early. And most of the people screaming about DeSantis now and calling his followers online the most vile, worst, terrible, stupidest activators in in the United States of America. Yeah, that was Tucker Carlson. That's what he said with Tim Pool and continued to bash not only DeSantis supporters, but DeSantis himself. When Tucker Carlson was there all along with us, or was he? Or has he been in on this? You see, nothing is making sense about Tucker Carlson. And nothing is making sense about this new crop of conservative superstars who seem to come out of nowhere and they've appropriated the rhetoric and the ideals of the medical freedom movement, which I am deeply embedded in, 
They've appropriated the rhetoric and the sentiments and the ideals of the medical freedom movement, yet they don't seem to care about the guy who put us in the chains in the first place. They are divorced from the medical freedom movement. And frankly, I am thrilled. You know, they tried to get some of the leaders. I, you guys know I'm close with Dr. Malone. I'm close with Peter McCullough. I'm close with Jeffrey Tucker, some of the big doctors. We've had the biggest names in medical freedom on this show for the entirety of the past three years. With them, I have texted with them. We've collaborated on a variety of different things. I've brought them to Rochester, New York, our good friend Naomi Wolf and Amy Kelly, who are critical in finding the truth regarding the Pfizer documents. And I can tell you, there was a hard court press, and it's been going on for at least 18 months to get some of the biggest leaders in the medical freedom movement to buy into political camp candidates particularly Donald Trump, and influence them and get them to speak out and basically become divided as a movement. I am so thankful that none of them are doing that. No one in the medical freedom movement is diving into this, and I think it's a good thing. I'm happy to do it because you guys know I'm a street fighter, and this has, this has been my genre before COVID-19 lockdowns and medical freedom. So this is not my first rodeo. This is not the first time I've covered something like this. And this is an, honestly not the first time I've gone up against MAGA and Donald Trump. And the lies and the deceit, how they, they have divided this country. It's so murky. It's so deceptive. And I will tell you today. This is my prediction. This is how we're going to start off the show. I have a lot of video clips for you today. We're going to look at Tucker Carlson bashing DeSantis and DeSantis supporters. We are going to look at the insanity that is the Donald Trump MAGA campaign. Andrew Tate now predicting a Trump landslide with glee. This guy is vile. People around Trump and MAGA are vile. Absolutely vile. In fact, I've never seen the see you next Tuesday, one of the worst derogatory statements, words that could be used against a woman, used more than the people over at MAGA. Yet Tucker Carlson is trying to, to turn this on its head. Well, we'll look at a clip from Brendan Dilly, who is in charge of the Dilly meme team. Apparently, Dilly, again, another guy, comes out of the woodwork, out of nowhere, appropriating the values of the medical freedom movement, yet getting firmly behind and being absolutely vicious to not only DeSantis supporters, but to Casey DeSantis herself and also her children. When you want to talk about vile, you know, if Tucker Carlson is going to go out and he's going to talk about DeSantis supporters being vile and nasty and stupid, then he should probably bring some receipts. I will show you the receipts today in the form of Brendan Dilly. He's been exposed recently by the New York Times as being part of a major, major operation, a meme operation using online trolls and bots, particularly on Twitter, to give the illusion of a Trump avalanche of support, which is all fake. This goes back to Cambridge Analytics and all of the online manipulations and the bots and the troll farms that Team MAGA has used diligently, not only in 2023, today, but in 2015 and 16. And I was there. I remember it. But this is the truth. And this is what you guys need to notice and take note of. And I would encourage all of you, you know what I'm going to do is I'm next week 
We're going to do best of shows. Don't miss any of them because these are going to be some of the most important interviews that I've done, I think, over the past three weeks with people much smarter than myself. But I did an interview with Aaron Day. He is a financial expert, expert in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. He wrote the book on it. And indeed, we are going to see some type of financial, I don't want to call it a crisis, but there is going to be some turmoil next year. And I just want to warn all of you today, this is my opinion. This is based on my observations. You can take it or leave it. But if you would like to stop suffering, I would encourage all of you to look to the people and the entities and the organizations and the executives, the governors, who actually did things to stop the suffering. And in Florida, I can tell you from reporting on this every single day, five days a week since the dark days of 2020, there was one bright light, one bright light in this country in terms of executive um, you know, pushback against lockdowns, forced vaccination, forced masking, you name it. And that was Ron DeSantis. But if Trump wins this nomination, and that's why we're in this, we're in it. Any, any, anyone you see out there saying that it's over, the polls, the polls, the polls, they would not be trotting out Tucker Carlson right now. Believe me, Tucker does not want to piss off DeSantis supporters right now. That is political capital that he's expending. He's expending this because he's on Team Trump. And Team Trump, MAGA, is very, very concerned about something. They see the polling in Iowa. They probably see real polling in New Hampshire. There's a reason they're spending millions of dollars through Nikki Haley. There's a reason that they're deploying Tucker Carlson and this Dilly Meme Squad and Benny Johnson and Charlie Kirk and Tim Pool and you name it, all of the squawkers, a lot of them online, it's because it's not inevitable. It's because the polls are wrong. It's because DeSantis does have a shot, not only in Iowa, but also in New Hampshire, and he has a major shot at winning this nomination. That's why they're going crazy. That's why all this is coming out. But I sent this. I'm, I, you know, my, there was an exchange with my family this morning because clearly some type of campaign has started because my phone blows up this morning. People who aren't usually paying, paying super close attention all of a sudden are. Um, but I'm watching people begin to say they think that Trump is inevitable and they're giving, you know, they're making excuses for what he did in 2020. And I, this is almost verbatim what I text as big group text in my family and they get mad at me. Um, but this is just my opinion, and this is just the truth is, you know, from where I see this. There is going to be an event next year. You guys are sensing it. I'm sensing it. It's why everyone is troubled. But if Trump wins this nomination, this is my prediction. First of all, Nikki Haley will probably be his VP pick. But if he wins, he will lock you down again, only he'll lock you down harder. And the next lockdown will put you in financial chains through central banking, digital currencies, and social credit scoring. Remember, Trump adopted the policies of China whole cloth. We rejected the policies of the Dutch. We rejected the policies in the Netherlands or even some second and third world countries. In the United States of America, we fully adopted every Chinese protocol as a response to the COVID crisis. If there is a financial crisis in the U.S., 
Trump will again adopt the policy of the CHICOMs the exact same way that he did in 2020. I'm sorry, but this is the truth. From my you know, perspective, he unfortunately is completely owned now. They have him in a cage. You don't have to believe me. This is just my opinion. But with 91 indictments and tons of debt, he has to play ball with the deep state, whether he wants to or not. My guess is that there will be a financial crisis and or he'll be convicted of something because of the 91 indictments. And I would point you to Steve Dace for his analysis on this because it's excellent. But he has to play ball. And so there will either be a financial crisis or he'll be incarcerated. Then he'll suspend his campaign or something along the lines of that. And Nikki Haley steps in with less than 1% of the vote, likely, or single digit, okay? She is probably the least liked candidate among conservatives and Republicans in this entire cycle. But if she gloms on, this is why she's spending millions of millions of dollars attacking in Iowa, not Trump, but DeSantis. She's taking DeSantis out so that she's the VP pick. And when they take Trump out, she steps in. And you know what she is. She's even more closely tied to the Chi-Coms. She's even more closely tied to the military industrial complex. She's even more closely tied to the big banks and big pharma. And so she steps in when Donald Trump steps down. And believe me, he doesn't have any choices anymore. He's not a free agent. If that doesn't happen, there is a chance they could actually put him in office. And if that happens and they give him the presidency, again, he's not a free agent. He is indebted to the deep state in some way. And I'm not privy, again, to all of this. This is just my observation. If they actually put him in office and he wins the election next year after the euphoria that everyone experiences involved in MAGA, after the dopamine rush and smashing the bad guys and getting your guy in office, Then you'll see the financial crisis and he will manage the United States of America in the same way that he managed us through the COVID crisis. He'll be the pitch man, the front facing man, the guy who sells central banking, digital currency and social credit scoring to conservatives and Republicans in the same way that he pitched and sold and distributed the toxic, deadly coronavirus vaccines. The same cycle will play out again because everything is cyclical. There is no reason to think he would do anything differently. It's not that he locked us down. It's that he has doubled down and tripled down and quadrupled down. And if you question me, just look to his one of his closest advisors and always has been Jared Kushner. It was reported less than a year ago that Jared Kushner has floated the idea of a federal cryptocurrency according to email documents that were revealed. He even emailed them to U.S. Secretary or U.S. Treasury Secretary Mnuchin about brainstorming the idea. This is in the hopper. This is coming. And you have a choice. You can go with the guy that bucked the system, bucked the central banking digital currency, bucked the COVID-19 lockdowns, and is currently bucking 
the gaslighting of the American people that lockdowns never happen and that the vaccines aren't toxic and deadly. And he's using his appointed Surgeon General Joe Latipo to do that, also the grand jury. Or you can go with the guy who did this all to us with the anticipation that he'll do it again. Why? Because he has told you he will do it again. Take these people at their words. This is a warning. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I am. I hope I'm wrong, but unfortunately, I haven't been. And that's why people follow me. And that's why people continue to watch this show. And they come back to my analysis because I will tell you the truth. I might be wrong about things, but I will tell you the truth. Unlike other grifters, But the independents do seem to be faring well. In all of this, the independents, it seems the more independent you are, the better you do, and the more truth you're able to tell. And that's why there are people who are shining right now, like Steve Dace, like Daniel Horowitz, like Tracy Beans, like Pedro Gonzalez, like Justin Hart and Jeffrey Tucker and Naomi Wolf and all of the names out there of independent people who are bringing you the truth. That's just to name a few. But indeed, we're in it. All right, we got to go to break. I went long in that first segment. I have some video clips for you coming up on the Shannon Joy Show. So we're going to go to break. We'll come back and continue this discussion. I'm going to take a quick peek at the live chat. Gannon, or Cannon, if you wouldn't mind running, why don't we run since we went a little bit long here and I need to take a breather would you mind running not only our QP Goat Soap commercial, but also the Kill Shot documentary uh, promo as well? And that'll give me a minute to look at the live chat and get some of your comments. And then we'll come back with all of our clips to finish out the show right here today on the Shannon Joy Show. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend. And they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. Hi, my name is Quinn Pittman. I grew up here in these Florida woods. I like to hunt and fish on our land in Osteen, Florida. When I was seven, I asked my parents if I could have a couple of milk coats. 
so I can make cheese. I am 14 now, and I have a small goat herd. My dad built this barn to keep my goats safe from the bobcats and coyotes that sometimes roam our land. I milk them every day before school. I love spending time with my goats. I make ice cream and milk for some of my friends that are allergic to cow's milk, because every kid should be able to eat ice cream. I also make goat milk soap. It is better for your skin, it won't dry out, and it lasts a long time. I make it on my back porch with my mom. If you would like to try my soap, you can order it at qpgoatsoap.com. Place an order and we will make sure that you have fragrant, freshly cured goat milk soap in your home, just like we have in ours. New details tonight on the 1963 assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. The alleged assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was involved in a CIA operation three months before the assassination. This project was said to be a covert CIA operation that was developing a top-secret vaccine and or a biological weapon. What they're doing is they're trying to kill Castro. In 1963, the world was a powder keg ready to explode. With the CIA holding a match to fuses on every continent. From Vietnam to Cuba, clandestine operations were being waged to preserve a fascist new world order, which emerged from the ashes of the Third Reich. Assassination teams within the CIA had their eyes on two sitting heads of state. Fidel, a few years earlier, had survived an agency-led coup d'etat. The other head of state, President John F. Kennedy, had scuttled that attempted overthrow and pledged to dismantle the agency, which was already planning his demise. U.S. soil was no longer sacred nor safe from the murderous reach of the CIA, which now reached ambitiously into the heartland of America and into the bayous of New Orleans. Not me, however, I'm a, a, a communist. A young girl found herself caught up in a clandestine covert operation to eliminate Fidel Castro. This wouldn't be a shot heard around the world, but rather a silent shot of super cancer-causing poison derived from a monkey simian virus called SV40. A team of fascists hell-bent on defeating communism, directed by the CIA, was formed in New Orleans. This den of vipers included the head of the National Cancer Society, the FBI's former head agent in mafia-controlled Chicago, and a paramilitary instructor who would bring in a double agent named Lee Harvey Oswald. This tale has everything from murder, espionage, a tragic love story, to bioweapons and the genesis of gain-of-function research. At the end of this, we'll have one dead doctor, multiple dead agents, and a dead president. I'm Shannon Joy. Stay tuned as I take you through the full story. All right, there we go. Had to take a breather there from that first monologue. I went, I think, like 30 minutes, which is, I think, maybe a new record for me. I mean, you all know I have a big mouth and I can go. Like, if there's one thing I can do, it is 
talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But definitely needed a breather there. You get the sense um, that things are just volatile. And as I'm looking at the live chat, I'm seeing all of you guys discuss, I would say that a, a large portion of the American population believes that there might not even be a presidential election in 2024 because of the volatility. And I can assure you that the volatility is coming from these actors who are set up to to make you believe that they represent you and they go against each other and they bash each other in the head. And it just seems as if it gets worse and worse and worse and worse that everything is devolving and there's no way we could possibly have even have an election in 2024 because of the financial issues, because of the release of more viruses. It just seems all super crazy. And I do believe that we can have sanity. And that's one of the reasons it's interesting as I've been, I've been listening to some of the interviews that DeSantis has been doing, namely my good friend Daniel Horowitz over at The Blaze, host of The Conservative Conscience, just recently had Ron DeSantis on his program. Very good interview on immigration and a little bit of foreign policy. If you guys want to go and take a listen, just follow him on The Blaze, or you can grab his uh, show on you know iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those podcast platforms. It's a very good inter interview, and you come away with it with the sense that He's just calm. Like you, you come away with a sense that, yeah, listen, the problems that we face in this country are, you know, great. Like we've got a, a mess here. We are in the worst pickle that we could ever imagine. And this has been building, really escalating over the past 10 years, but they've been building on decades of mismanagement and corruption and fraud. And I think collusion between the two political parties, the unibrow, the, the Democrats and the Republicans, um, fake fighting in front of us like WWE wrestling, but really in back rooms, clinking their glasses and smoking their cigars and congratulating themselves on being masters of the universe and really laughing at us because it's all kind of fake. That's my takeaway from politics at large for the most part. Doesn't mean there aren't some good Republicans out there who are trying to get things done, but I think the majority of these decisions are made in the back room. And so this, I, you know, th this idea that we can get out of this unless we kind of disrupt things, I think is is just not going to happen. But you get the sense with DeSantis that he just like hunkers down, barrels down and gets things done. Like it, it's not the rhetoric. He's not out there saying what you want him to say, although he does say what you want him to say, but he actually gets it done. He has a track record. And this is something that you got from the interview with Daniel Horowitz. And like Daniel Horowitz, I'm, you know, I'm completely delusioned with presidential politics. I'm delusioned, you know, delusioned with, not delusioned, I'm disillusioned, <laughs> not delusional, disillusioned by presidential politics. I tend to think that anyone that gets into Washington, D.C. probably had to make accommodations in order to do so. But on the other hand, I do believe it can happen. And when you when you see how sanely Ron DeSantis governed Florida, how quickly he pivoted and course corrected after new evidence and new information comes to light, how willing he is to change course or backtrack or do things differently, you begin to get this sense that, okay, that's like stable. It's sane. You don't always agree with it. I don't agree with his stance on Ukraine, for example, some of his foreign policy stances. And I can probably find a whole host of things that I would disagree with Ron DeSantis on that I would question him about. 
but you you get this the sense that there there's some type of reason and logic insanity happening there like things make sense on the other hand with trump it's just looney tunes it's just things get crazier and crazier and crazier. Like his campaigning right now, he's not in Iowa. He's not talking to caucus goers. He's not talking about policy. He's at UFC fights. He's parading down to like thumping music with Andrew. Tate, I don't know, Tate just came out and said that he's predicting a Trump landslide. Like he's surrounded by all of these degenerates and it's all just, it's, it's just weird. You get this sense that you're on a flaming train barreling down the tracks with a wildly drunk conductor and you're headed straight off a cliff. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like the, everything is on fire. It's a dumpster fire and you're just like barreling. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no sense to it. It doesn't make any sense. He makes no sense. He tweets just the, not even the tweets, the, the truth social, all caps, all intense. I just, I don't know how people can possibly feel good about this in any way. And his surrogates are the worst of the worst, the worst of the worst. So it was amazing to me amazing to me. In fact, I'm not going to tell you who uh, texted me this, but I got a text from someone you all know over the Tucker Carlson, uh, apparently going like full on team Trump and now bashing DeSantis followers, which I told you in the first segment, he doesn't want to do. That is political capital right there that he is extinguishing because he's now coming out and just full on attacking. No one wants to do that. They do that only if they have to. Okay. But this was the tweet or this was the text that I got. Wow. So I think Tucker Carlson is fully bought out by the Trump machine. He's now trashing DeSantis. Somehow someone got to him. More likely he's covering his own role in the COVID scam. And maybe we'll get to that today or tomorrow. Tucker Carlson, by the way, never forget, Tucker Carlson went on a secret meeting in March, I think it was March 7th or 8th of 2020, drove two hours, or drove to Mar-a-Lago, got a secret meeting with Donald Trump and met with him for two hours to convince him to lock down and lock down hard. That happened in 2020, never forget. And then he totally pivoted. Tucker Carlson, it's becoming very clear, gaslights his audience over and over. I'm gonna show you evidence of that as well. But this is what he sent to me. There's some big secret out there, something we do not know, meetings that we are not privy to. And this is coming from one of our colleagues in the medical freedom movement. Trump and Tucker know there is simply no way that the most significant and destructive act by the government in U.S. history on American soil against the people, our Constitution, and our republic can come and go without some deals having been made as if it never happened. Trump and Tucker are somehow compromised in this whole thing. I just don't know exactly how. And I don't either. But all you have to look is the discernible policy look at is the discernible policy outcome. Look at what they're saying and they're doing. So let's take a look. Let's go through some of these clips now. Uh, Canon, if you want to get them ready for me, um, let's start with the Tucker Carlson. Again, we've seen Tucker doing Trump's dirty work early in this process. 
Remember, Tucker doesn't want to actively come out against DeSantis or DeSantis's people because that's political capital and he wants to be able to manipulate them again and again in the future. And if he pisses them off too hard, well, then he's not going to be able to do that. So him now going on with Tim Pool and just hammering DeSantis supporters is, in my opinion, something he doesn't want to do. What he prefers to do is the kind of stuff that he did months ago when DeSantis has a big debate that Trump refuses to show up for because he can't defend his policies of 2020. Well, then Tucker Carlson provides him with a nice out and gives him a platform on his platform to take away from the debate and all of Trump's competitors. And so that's how I believe uh, Tucker prefers to activate. But unfortunately, Ron DeSantis isn't going away. And so now these guys need to come out of the woodwork. Now you need to pull out old Alex Jones, who is on the record saying that he wishes he never, ever, ever met Donald Trump. You have to pull out Roger Stone, who has a lot of vitriol for Donald Trump. In fact, Tucker Carlson himself said that he hated Donald Trump in private email or text exchanges, right? So you got to pull these guys out because unfortunately, to the chagrin of MAGA and Trump and probably the deep state, Ron DeSantis has decided that he's going to stay in this, this battle, uh, largely because he probably sees what we see, that we are in big, big trouble. But so let's go first to Tim Pool. I believe this was at Young Americans for Freedom. That's Charlie Kirk's organization. And this is what Tucker Carlson had to say about uh, apparently people like me, because I am a DeSantis supporter, in, at least in this primary on social media. And here he goes. Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver assets that have stood the test of time makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. Can I just ask a question since you all are so on the internet and like I'm not that much? Um, you really get the sense that Ron DeSantis, who I liked as governor, uh, the people who represent him online are the nastiest, the stupidest, and the most zero-sum people I've ever yes. seen in my life. And I don't think that reflects him, but it's like, this is kind of small ball. And by the way, these purported conservatives, Ron DeSantis changed his view, and I like him, okay? I think he's been a good governor. I just want to be clear about that. I know him personally. I like him. But... His donor, Ken Griffin, told him to change his view on Ukraine from it's a regional conflict we shouldn't get involved in to it's a super important thing we should send more money. One donor got him to change his view, and all these so-called conservatives are supporting that like it's the most important thing 
ever I, like who are these people and what is their problem like what is going on with them it, it does reflect on ron because ron should have fired the people running his campaign a long time ago uh, look, I, I respect that he wanted to launch his campaign on X, on Twitter Spaces yeah, at the time, the and it, and it failed miserably. This is a mistake. And now you've got, uh, look, I know a lot of people groan, but a lot of people laugh, the high heels, you know, boots scandal. I mean, who's giving this guy advice and why does he keep taking it? Because I, I will say it politically and, and policy-wise, we love Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He's done an amazing job. I agree. But his campaign is a train wreck. Yeah. His campaign is not a train wreck. His campaign is like none other. The boots on the ground in Iowa, the work that he has done, Tim Pool with his beanie and his cap. Okay, I know I like to wear a beanie every once in a while, but I mean, where did this guy come from? You know that when he brings up the high-heeled boot scandal, which wasn't a scandal at all, it was stupid. This is 100-level political analysis. These people are not serious. These people don't know election cycles, and they're basically just squawking. You'll notice in the audience that there were some in the audience who didn't like that analysis. You'll also notice that they'll say, oh, DeSantis is great. His policies are great. What he did in Florida is great. Everything about him is great, but his campaign sucks. What does that mean? What do you mean his campaign sucks? What has he done in his campaign that is so sucky? And who are these people, the online people that Tucker's going after that are so vile? So people like Steve Dace, Daniel Horowitz, myself, Tracy Beans, Pedro Gonzalez, Justin Hart, Jenna Ellis. Who is he talking about and why doesn't he bring receipts? If they're so vile and they're so disgusting, why doesn't Tucker Carlson, he has a big production team, he has editors, he has script writers, he has people to go scour the internet and find all of those horrible, disgusting, DeSantis, vile people who are so stupid and so terrible. Why don't you come with some receipts? Are they anything like this guy, Brendan Dilly? Because see, all I have to do is do a cursory search and I can find screenshots of the C word, which I've been called multiple times, the B word, the F word, you would not believe. And I'm like pretty mild, I think, compared to some of the other people out there defending DeSantis against Trump. And that's really what it is. I'm not even, listen, once the general comes around, as long as Trump is out, I'm not even 100% behind DeSantis. I like Bobby Kennedy Jr., right? So I'm like, you guys can choose whoever you want. I know it can't be Trump, but I know that this is a psyop. This whole Trump thing is a psyop. This is not real. Something is wrong. When Tucker Carlson will go after DeSantis supporters like myself online, calling us trolls, bots, whatever, but saying nothing about this guy, Brendan Dilly, he's on Twitter. His handle is Warlord Dilly. He has hundreds of thousands of followers. I have no idea where this guy came from. He joined November of 2022 in on Twitter, amassing an, an enormous following in a very short period of time. He hosts the Dilly Show. I don't even know where that is, but he is vile. And he is the source of a New York Times article that came out recently about the Dilly meme team. So this is an online army of bots and trolls who create memes to go after people who criticize Trump or support DeSantis, giving them the illusion that Trump has this massive 
overwhelming support from the people. Very similar to the polls, right? 70% of, you know, he's winning by 70%, 60%, 50%, which we all know are fake. So it'd be very simple for Tucker Carlson to go and just take a look at one of the most recent videos that was released on Brendan Dilley, who is the head of this meme team organization. Where does he get his money? I have no idea. Who's backing him? There's a lot of speculation actually about Dilly and how he's backed and how he's backed financially and who he's connected to. I can assure you the people that I just mentioned, myself included, we're not being paid by anyone. I can assure you there is no connection to the DeSantis campaign whatsoever. No political action money, no money's exchanged, not at all. On the other hand, some of these guys, the financial ties are, mm, I don't know. In fact, there are some, you know, well, we're going to, we'll get into that. We'll see if we can get Pedro Gonzalez on, on some of the financial ties between some of these big talkers in Con Inc and Don Jr., Trump Inc and MAGA, Truth Social as well. But Canon, let's pull up if, if it's so bad, you know, the, the DeSantis supporters are so bad. I'm really, really concerned and really confused as to why Tucker wouldn't have anything to say about this guy going after not Ron DeSantis, not Ron DeSantis supporters, but after his wife and his children in the most vile way, so vile that I had to send this video to my producers to take out the probably three dozen F words, B words, you name it, because this guy is just the worst. Let's pull up. And this is, this is one of the biggest supporters of MAGA and Team Trump, Brendan Dilley. This is what he had to say about DeSantis's wife and children. As soon as she decided she wanted to be a significant part of the campaign, it was open season. Nobody had an interest in going after the wife until her stupid name was on the website. Once you ran DeSantis for, for uh, president, DeSantis 2024 website, and the first name appearing on there was Casey, fair game. Sorry. I don't know what to tell these people. For everybody that's has in poor taste, you're right. It would be in poor taste if she hadn't volunteered herself into the campaign. Her and those baby-ass kids have been tearing up the Florida's mansion, right? Can't talk about them either, even though their brother decided to strut them around like little stuffed animals, showing them off, trying to get votes. Soon as you marched your sorry-ass wife and kids out there, and you know what? I put this on DeSantis because as a man, how did you not have the courage to stand up to your own wife and tell her, go home? Get your home. You're going to go you're going to go home and raise our children right now. I'll hire a nanny. I've got to work. That BS girl and her stupid ass children. I mean, you you don't even get the sense of how bad it is. One of the most vile vile statements um when uh Canon edited out the Bs and the Fs and all of the derogatory language. You can't even really get a sense of how horrible it is, but I retweeted it on Twitter. So if you want to go find it, I mean, he's vile and disgusting. This is a cancer survivor. She is a woman, the wife of Ron DeSantis, and I mean, just uh, horrible. And that's just one example. F word after F word, B word after B word. They're all over the place all over the place. Nug202 says, Shannon, I don't agree with giving this scuzzball any airtime at all. He's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. And that video that I just played for you doesn't even give ju give justice. I feel like I should play it again with all of this stuff in it because it's, I mean, I was absolutely shocked.
So if Tucker Carlson is going to go after DeSantis supporters, then I think maybe he should bring some receipts. And he didn't. And he won't. If that's where he wants to go with this. Everything is weird. You know, Cannon, let's bring up, I mean, this is, again, I, I mentioned, you know, Trump is not in Iowa. He's not talking to voters. He's not talking about the issues of the day. He's not giving serious thought or consideration to any of the issues that we're facing in these very, very precarious times. He's at UFC fights. He's at Mar-a-Lago throwing lavish parties. He's bringing everyone down. He's making it rain in terms of, of you know, booze and cat. I don't even know what's going on, but it's, it's not, this is, this is not a campaign. This is not a political campaign. This is a propaganda campaign. 100%. Trump isn't even really, is he even, has he even been to Iowa except for once? In fact, let's, Cannon, let's pull up. I mean, these are the kind of people, these surrogates, here's another example. Here's another video of his psycho surrogates, not only viciously attacking Casey DeSantis and the kids and DeSantis supporters. I mean, they're vile. I don't know how many times I've been called to see you next Tuesday, you name it. In fact, you'll probably see it right here on <laughs> my rumble feed in the live chat because people just come out of the woodwork. But even if they're not attacking, it's just, you know, if they're not attacking DeSantis supporters or anyone who supports, you know, his efforts, just the campaign is bizarre from the UFC stuff to the Andrew Tate stuff to the videos from his social media supporters. Let's bring up Canon, that video of the, it's a music video. And for those of you listening on podcasts or on the radio, I'll describe it to you when we finish it. But this is so cringy. It's so bad. I can't even, I, just, I don't even, I don't know what to make of this. Being a serious analyst, someone who has reported on politics and electoral campaigns and presidential campaigns for 10 years. Like, I don't even understand this. I don't even understand what kind of campaign this is. Let's pull, let's pull up that music video. Trans men don't understand what it takes to be a woman. Let your man make the money, baby. You just do the cooking. Joe Biden's a Grinch. Kamala's a witch. Conservative and naughty written on my Christmas list. Please, four more years. 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 Please, four more Can we run that again, please? Just to get conservative and naughty. <laughs> Cannon, run that again. This is the political campaign ad for MAGA and Donald. I don't even know who that guy is. All of these rappers coming out of the woodwork, right? And conservative and naughty. Like, this is juxtaposed with the prophets and the ministers and the preachers who are bringing Trump into church and they're having these evangelical sessions and they're saying, you know, praying over him. And he's, I'm, how do conservatives jive with this? What? And, and they're, I, I can't even, let's just play it again before we go to break, because I just can't even. President, trans men don't understand what it takes to be a woman. Let your man make the money, baby. You just do the cooking. Joe Biden's a Grinch. Kamala's a witch. Conservative and naughty written on my Christmas list. Please, four more years. 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 I don't even know what to make of it. I don't even know what to make of it. Andrew Tate, 
again on house arrest in Romania for child sex trafficking, human sex trafficking, multiple counts of rape, women under age, money laundering, you name it. This guy is one of Trump's biggest supporters. It's this, I don't get this. Who are these people? Who are these people? What is this thing that I'm watching? How am I watching Tucker Carlson basically gaslight us again? We're gonna have an, uh, an example of that when we come back after the break. It's just none of this makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. And I'm telling you right now, we have the opportunity. We have the opportunity to have a, a Bobby Kennedy Jr. versus Ron DeSantis contest in 2024. That's our opportunity. Two individuals who will actually give oxygen to the worst thing that has ever happened to this country in the history of this country. And that was the full on lockdown, the military coup d'etat and the, and the rollout of the most deadly killer vaccine, which, you know, we haven't even gotten to on this program in, you know, the past couple of weeks because I'm watching this train wreck, you know, emerge. And, and it looks as if we let Trump and MAGA get away with this, they could get away with, with taking this nomination after everything that they've done to this country. And I just can't stand by and see that happen. After the primaries, you know, we'll go back to the normal reporting. But at this point, I, I can't I can't sit here and do this program without telling you guys the truth about it. And this is insane. This is just insane. I don't know how anyone could take this campaign seriously, Trump seriously, his attorney seriously. This is a psyop. We'll be back in a moment after the break to continue our discussion right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Hey Patriot, welcome to My Freedom Cards. I'm Lindsey Graham, the Patriot Barbie. I just wanna tell you how this works and get you on the right track to shopping your values, voting with your dollar, and helping to support the company that shares those values. My Freedom Card is an American-made manufacturing company, and it's the company we use to enroll you, allow you to start shopping direct from the manufacturer online, and get products delivered right to your door. Sounds like Amazon, right? But My Freedom Card is conservative-owned, debt-free, employs thousands of Americans on American soil. They support freedom and they value you. And because you're a member now, invited personally by me, you'll get exclusive pricing to the entire store. Everything from toothpaste, makeup, deodorant, vitamins, the list goes on, over 500 products. There's literally nothing stopping you from making the switch. Now you get to just go enroll and start shopping today. Welcome to my freedom cart. It was six years ago when Quinn Pittman and his family started making goat milk soap and shampoo. Quinn was just nine years old. QP Goat Soap has turned into a successful family business thanks to you. Sandra loves it. You gotta give it a try. Like I said, if people would just use the Quinn's goat milk soap because the oils are different. I have bought at a flea market and have used before is uh, somebody's goat milk soap. But you can tell it's not as um, rich in lathering. So you've got the, the best oils and, um, that you're using to make the best soap. You really do. Quinn has found the secret formula. By using the right amounts of goat milk, natural oils, and natural fragrances to create the best goat milk soap for your skin and goat milk shampoo for your hair. You'll never go back to what you've been using. Get yours today at QPGoatSoap.com.
We are so thankful for our friends over at QP Goat Soap. They have the Christmas store still open. There's still time to order and they ship pretty quickly. I don't know if they're guaranteeing shipment by Christmas, but I love QP Goat Soap. It is organic. It is family made. It is, I mean, the best. And your skin retains its moisture because they don't strip out all of those very important fats and oils that help you retain moisture in your skin naturally using the QP Goat Soap. So big fan of the QP Goat Soap. It is a great gift for Christmas and for stocking suppers. Go to qpgoatsoap.com right now. Use the promo code JOY for an extra 10% off. Also, our friends over at My Freedom Cart. So excited. Lindsey Graham, Patriot Barbie. She's super fun. You met her on the program last week. And I'm thrilled to be a part of My Freedom cart.com slash joy. If you want to learn about how you can shop and also support not only this show, the Shannon Joy show, but also other conservative voices, no more giving your money to the targets and the Walmarts and the Amazons and all of these multi gazillionaire corporations that are totally in line with the WEF and the WHO and all the global entities that seek to erase our freedom and our constitution and our liberty and usher in the great reset. No, it's time to keep the money in the family, so to speak. Shop the companies that support your values. You can do that on all kinds of household items. So cleaning supply, toothpaste, shampoo, things that you buy every week, every month, regularly, you can get at myfreedomcart.com slash joy when you sign up and start shopping. So I want to encourage you guys to go there right now. And uh, not only will you be supporting this show, but also other conservative voices as well. All right, let's continue. Why don't we do this? Why don't we end with some sanity? Because again, when you are observing what is happening politically, right? The problem is if you're not in it, I can't give you guys like, you know, a secret sneak peek as to what is going to happen in 2024 because I've voluntarily chosen to not be in that group and in that crowd. So when you're an independent and you're trying to figure things out, the only way to do it is to look at people's records, to look at their rhetoric, to compare what they said um, years ago versus what they're saying today to see whether or not they're gaslighting you. And one of you mentioned that gaslighting is... Um, Oh my gosh, Jeremy Alatalo on the live chat said gaslighting has been named 2023 world's word of the year for an unprecedented third time in a, in a row, three years in a row. And that's no surprise to me. That is no surprise to me whatsoever. So we're going to end the show. We're going to show you just an example of how Tucker Carlson gaslights his audience. And then we're going to end with a video from Chip Roy and a video from Tom Massey, two of the only guys that I've ever liked in Congress, in Washington, D.C., on Capitol Hill, especially over the past three years. In fact, Tom Massey was the only guy to vote against. One vote, one man voted against the, uh, the CARES Act, which was the huge government money payout for keeping us all locked down in 2020. It was an enormous act of bravery and courage, and Tom Massey has been great. Ron Johnson, three. Those are three. Okay, two of them are, are in Iowa right now, and they they are caucusing. They are promoting Ron DeSantis. And when you hear how they speak, as opposed to all the videos that I just ran for you on MAGA people, um, you will begin to get the sense of there is sanity and there is insanity. You have a choice. There is, you know, and you might not agree with everything. And I'm looking at the live chat right now, and some people don't like that DeSantis did this or that, or they don't like some of the things that RFK Jr. did. I get it, but at least their rhetoric is sane. 
So let's get off the insane train. Let's get on the sane train. And then let's talk about actual policy critique with brains in our head, okay? And not boobs in our faces and women dancing around um, you know, at like, I, I don't even understand this. I don't understand how anyone can consider this a real campaign, what we're seeing from MAGA. So it will be a step up for us to at least omit MAGA from the discourse over the next eight to 12 or eight to nine to 10 months and talk about saying things. And yes, let's criticize, let's debate, let's hold these people accountable. But let's like regain our footing here because again, like I said, this is like a flaming train with a drunken conductor barreling off a cliff. That is the sense I get with Biden and with Trump. Biden is a vegetable. He, he's not even coherent. They prop him up. He's Bernie. He's weekend at Bernie's. Like a prop up candidate, not even real. Like this is insane, guys. And we have to get back to sanity. Biden and Trump do not represent sanity. There are candidates that do represent sanity. And let's start there. But first, let's not forget, let's just see how Tucker Carlson gaslights his audience. And this is in relation to masking. And then after this clip, we're going to end with two clips from Chip Roy and Tom Massey on behalf of Ron DeSantis that I think that you should see because it helps you remember when like they're dangling, you know, the gemstone in front of you, trying to hypnotize you into Trump is inevitable. Trump is inevitable. Oh, he couldn't help it. Oh, his advisors betrayed him, right? All the talking points. They're trying to get you guys to repeat so that you accept this new reality of insanity. Okay, this is to break you out of that hypnosis, that there is something better. You don't have to go with the insane. You can go with sane and sanity. All right, so let's start, Canon. Just as a reminder, if, in case you're wondering if there are any other agendas for Chuck, Tucker Carlson, I think, in my opinion, he's just an actor. He's an actor. He's playing to the crowd, the audience that he's meant to play to, and he takes his orders. He takes the script. And then he reads it. And remember, I and you know, a lot of you guys were surprised at this, but this is from the AP. If you don't believe me about Tucker Carlson, um, the Associated Press in March on March 18th of 2020, Tucker Carlson admitted this was a, after trying to keep this meeting a secret. They first declined to comment on this um, when the Associated Press asked him about them, but then he released it to Vanity Fair, and he admitted. Tucker Carlson, that he felt he had a moral obligation, quote, to meet with President Donald Trump and warn him personally about the seriousness of the coronavirus pandemic. That was on March 18th of 2020. And when people work the timeline backwards, you realize that it was Tucker Carlson and a dire prediction about how serious the coronavirus was in 2020, plus his two-hour meeting at Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump saying that he was going to tell his Fox News audience they need to take coronavirus very, very seriously and pursue lockdowns or mitigation strategies. It becomes very clear that Tucker Carlson had a heavy hand in convincing Donald Trump to go along with Fauci and Burks and the National Security Administration and the military and the Pentagon in pushing out all, all, every one of the Chinese style COVID protocols that destroyed this country. So they're in it together. Tucker Carlson is as complicit. Well, not as complicit, but he's complicit in terms of convincing 
Donald Trump. Now, Tucker Carlson sang a new tune after the emergence of the medical freedom movement, voices, independent voices, pushing back on all of the measures, all of the protocols, pushing back against the forced vaccination and the chorus vaccination. And so Tucker Carlson obviously read the tea leaves there and changed his tune. But see, these guys know that they can basically gaslight you. They can tell you one thing and then the next thing, completely opposite. But if they space it out a few months, you're going to forget. And you can't forget. We have to stop forgetting. We have to remember. And so, Cannon, let's roll the tape of Tucker Carlson, who used to hate Donald Trump, but now he loves him. Used to love Ron DeSantis, but now he hates him along with all of his supporters online. Good old Tucker Carlson. Watch how he gaslights his audience. Us, we the people who trusted him for so long. Many schools that do plan to reopen will do so under a series of restrictions that have no basis of any kind in science. It's a kind of bizarre health theater. Students will be kept six feet apart. Everyone will have to wear a mask. Class size will be limited. In some schools, there will be scheduled bathroom breaks, et cetera, et cetera. No sports. It's insulting. It's ridiculous. They're telling you masks don't work unless you work in a hospital? How does that work? Does mask effectiveness change based on what job you do? They're only useful if you're already sick? What? Coronavirus can spread from asymptomatic carriers. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Oh, wait, you're just too dumb to wear the mask. Okay, because they're really hard to put on. Of course masks work. Everyone knows that. Dozens of research papers have proved it. In South Korea, Japan, Hong Kong, the rest of Asia, where coronavirus has been kept under control, masks were key. So look, we understand there's a shortage of masks. We understand only certain people should get them because it's a triage moment. We get it. But stop lying to us. So on March 30th of 2020, Tucker Carlson doubling down, tripling down, all the science, masks work, right? Reiterating and repeating all of the propaganda coming from Fauci and Burks and CNN and MSNBC. And then at literally four months later, less than four months later, three months later, on July 7th of 2020, he now comes on and, and, and says, oh, what a joke. Masks don't work. Lock, lockdowns don't work. And he rode that bus through the end of the Trump presidency and basically all of 2021, making us think that he's on our side. Yet we forgot how he mocked people who didn't believe that masks worked. And by the way, we were right. It's absurd and insane to think that a mask would prevent the spread of an aerosolized airborne virus. I was coming to you on the airwaves in March of 2020, bringing you the data and the science. He was quoting fake science and fake data. We've gone down this road. We know the truth at this point, but do you see how they do this? All right, so we cannot forget this. Look for people who are consistent. Look for voices who are consistent. Look for independent voices. And look for people who stand up even when it can cost them greatly, whether it's financial, um, ramifications and consequences or societal or social. And here's the truth about Ron DeSantis. He had the 2024, you know, if he had waited one cycle and let Trump have this, right? Cause that's what everyone told him. So what everyone in DC told him, that's what all his, his pollsters told them. That's what all many of the do donors told him, just sit back, let Trump have this. 
let Trump have this cycle. And then you can go in in 2028. We will hand it to you on a silver platter. This will be your presidency. And everyone knew that. And for some reason, Ron DeSantis decided not to do that. Many believe it's because he truly believes that we don't have that much time. And that if we put Trump in, that he won't win. Or even if he does win, in my opinion, he'll do more of the same because he hasn't backed down from anything that he did. So look to the voices that are consistent. Look to the voices that are sane. Look at the, to the voices that tell you that, that don't flip-flop and backtrack and gaslight. And you know them. I feature these people on my show every week. I'm handing them to you on a silver platter. It doesn't have to just be me. All right? They're all out there. Take it. Take it. And here are two voices. While Trump goes to UFC matches and and pushes out music videos with girls with big boobs and throws parties down in, not that there's anything wrong with big boobs. It's fine. But I'm just saying, like, I just don't even understand it. I don't even understand the music videos. I don't get it. <laughs> Throwing parties down in Mar-a-Lago and furiously tweeting or posting at 3 a.m. in all caps on Truth Social. Ron DeSantis is in Iowa and he is making his way towards the Iowa caucus and he is talking to the people and he's bringing people like Chip Roy and Tom Massey with him to talk to the people. And I, that's how I want to end the show today with sanity so that we can look at the insane and the crazy, the gaslighting, and then we can juxtapose that with how things could be, how things can be. And again, I'll go back to in the dark days of 2020, when everything was locked down, and even into 2021, if you're up in New York, Florida was always a bright light, always. It was always Florida. I know because I was doing the reporting. That's not to say I don't have criticisms of, De of DeSantis, but that's just the truth from my perspective. So let's go, Canon, as we close out the show. Let's bring a little sanity. Let's start with the Tom Massey soundbite. Uh, Tom Massey was talking about uh, in those dark days of 2020 when he was the only person to stand up against lockdowns. I was cheering him in 2020 because I was right there with him from the very beginning. If you watched or listened to the Shannon Joy show, you knew that we were opposed to lockdowns, force masking, and the vaccine protocols, all of this crazy social distancing. We saw through all of that from the very beginning. And there were a handful of other people who did as well. One of them was Tom Massey. And this is what he had to say to a group of Iowa caucus goers in that great state as he now gets on the, the stump and um, advocates for Ron DeSantis to win the candidacy or the uh, nomination to run as president of the United States of America for the Republicans. This is what he had to say. Oh, that's Trump. So I let it go to voicemail. So then, like 30 seconds later, I get a call from that same number. I'm like, doesn't he know I'm busy? <laughs> so I let it go to voicemail. Three times it went to voicemail. And I thought, well, you know, he'll leave a message. And so a fourth call, somebody left a message and said, you need to call the president back. So they yielded some time, and I knew they couldn't snap the ball. So I walked out, and I called the, the White House switchboard back. And this voice comes on. I'm coming to you like you've never seen. <laughs> never in your life before have you seen the way in which I will come at you. I'm more popular than you in Kentucky, and you know it. I'm going to back your primary opponent, and you're going to lose. So 
Then I tried to explain, this is constitutional. Like, you can't spend $2 trillion with nobody here. And Mr. President, it's going to pass anyway. So he started screaming at me for like three solid minutes. And the more I tried to speak, the more he screamed. And then he goes, no, this is the second time you've done this. And I was immediately hopeful because I'd done it like eight times and he forgot. <laughs> on, the fake, on the fake Obamacare repeal, I didn't go along with that. That was fake. They were not going to let you buy affordable insurance. That was a fake repeal. I would not let them do that either. But he had for forgotten about that. But anyways, he repeated it all, and everybody hated me. Nancy Pelosi went on TV, MSNBC, and called me a dangerous nuisance. So that's the wrong, that's the wrong video clip. I must have sent the wrong one to uh, Cannon. I'm so bummed out right now. So the second half of that, so obviously when he opposed the CARES Act, everyone was locked down. No one showed up in Washington, D.C. And Tom Massey showed up, for, forced a vote. Trump was really pissed. Everyone was screaming at him. And the second half of that soundbite, which we didn't get to, which I'm super bummed about, Tom Massey goes on to say that there was one person in the country who called him, and it was Governor Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis called him and said, listen, you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. Thank you for doing that. I support you 100%. And just gave him that encouragement. And that was really difficult to do back then. So I'm sorry we had the wrong clip for you guys there. Um, I should go through these a little bit better before I send them to Canon to make sure that they are the correct ones. But um, there's another one. This is Chip Roy. And he spoke on behalf of DeSantis as well in Iowa. And it just goes to show you, you know, when he explains um, why he's supporting DeSantis, you get the idea of how sane this operation is and how real these people are and how they truly believe, it. yeah, it's a long shot, but we can fix this. It doesn't have to be a flaming dumpster fire heading off a cliff like we we have big problems facing us financial problems there might be a financial meltdown chaos they might try to suspend elections and all of those things i want someone sane who knows what he's doing to be at the helm when that happens and you get that sense from chip roy here's what he had to say about ron DeSantis on the trail in iowa i am here for a very specific purpose and it is to encourage those of you who have not already decided to support Ron DeSantis as the nominee for the Republican Party. And there's a simple reason why. He does what he says he will do. He delivers like no one else I've ever seen. I've worked for a lot of good folks. And I'm not going to go through the list. I've worked around a lot of good folks. But I've never seen anybody who is more committed to advancing conservative principles, standing up for his country, and delivering than Governor Ron DeSantis has been in Florida. He won by a million and a half votes. Think about that. Do you want to be counting votes in Fulton County or Maricopa or, Maricopa or in Miami-Dade? Or do you want somebody who wins by so many? It doesn't matter. Right. He won by a million and a half votes. He won 62% of Hispanic voters. Think about that. It matters in Texas. It matters in Florida. It matters in Arizona. It matters here. He won 50% of single female voters. Think about that. How? Because he leads because he delivers, because he responds to a hurricane and he delivers, because he said he would take on the woke corporate establishment 
And he didn't go up to New York and beg for money from all the people advancing the ESG stuff like a certain governor from South Carolina, respectfully. He actually took them on. And he took on Disney, and he won. That matters. It matters because that cultural war against our way of life, it is affecting our kids. And he took on Disney, and he won. He took on the corporate establishment, and he won. He took on the higher education establishment, and he won. He's driven crime down. He's responded to hurricanes. He's actually fought illegal immigration in Florida. He's sent people to help us in Texas. He has stood up to the regime of tyranny that unfortunately was advanced by the previous president under Anthony Fauci. That matters. It matters that Anthony Fauci was given a medal on the last day of office as President Trump was leaving. That ain't right. 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 And he won't apologize for it. I'm sorry. That matters to me. And look, people say, well, you know, how can you question President Trump? Look, I love President Trump's policies, okay? I supported him. I fought for him. But it wasn't Governor DeSantis who was cutting a deal with Paul Ryan in 2018 for a crappy immigration bill that left us with the current laws that we have right now. That was President Trump. It wasn't Governor DeSantis who was saddling up to Anthony Fauci, leading to COVID tyranny, shutting the greatest economy in the history of the world down. It wasn't Governor DeSantis who racked up six to eight trillion dollars of additional debt by spending money we don't have and increasing interest rates and spending. It wasn't Governor DeSantis who was unfortunately, you know, advancing some of the policies by picking people like General Milley to be at the Department of Defense, where we now have woke policies that are undermining our Department of Defense and our Pentagon and driving recruiting down. Governor DeSantis has stood up and fought it every single possible way. And he hasn't given in to the woke establishment like certain Republican politicians have. As some people say, Chip, you can't question. Well, I can't say this. We don't coronate people in this country. We don't. Right? We have a process, and this is the process. We don't just automatically select somebody. We believe in principles, not princes. And that's why I stand behind Governor DeSantis. I've not met someone who is the right balance of someone who served, wore the uniform, is a father, is a husband, is a governor that has been successful. And he rode right into the sun on this. He flew right into it, knowing what was coming at him if he challenged President Trump. And he did it because he loves his country. We need eight years of somebody who is young and energetic who can take on the establishment in D.C. and win. Oh my gosh. Muted. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. One of the things. So there we go. Chip Roy on the stump for Ron DeSantis in Iowa, showing us that yes, we can have nice things. That yes, there is sanity. You can be sane. You can have someone in office that is going to do this th- the things that they say they're going to do. It does not have to be con- con- you know chaotic. 
I loved what he had to say about the millions of votes that you don't even have to worry. Are we are really we really gonna, you know, you know, have angst and anxiety and all kinds of of problems over voter irregularities when you look to Florida, a very very purple state. That DeSantis went in and there were no problems with voter irregularities. He won by millions of votes instead of hundreds or thousands of votes, making it impossible for them to cheat. Like those are the type of things that we could have. And again, it's not the end all be all. I, you know, you guys know me. I'm a bottom up localism kind of gal. I've never said that the president is going to save us. That will never, ever happen. But it would be helpful if we had someone in the presidency that was not actively acting against the people at the bottom, at the bottom, grassroots level, local organizations, trying to end the infiltration of woke leftist ideologies that have infested our schools, our local governments, our zoning boards, you name it. So yeah, it's a bottom-up, top-down kind of thing, but we do need that leadership. And Daniel Horowitz, explained that very well on his program before his interview with Dan, with uh, Ron DeSantis. I want to encourage you guys to listen to that interview. We can have nice things. We just need to choose it. And we need to stop allowing ourselves to be gaslit. And honestly, you know, this MAGA Trump campaign thing is is at this point, frankly, bizarre to me. Absolutely bizarre. It's not serious. It's not real. And we need to understand that the problems are real. And I'm going to leave with Steve Dace here because once Chip Roy made that statement about Ron DeSantis and decided to endorse him, Donald Trump came out, of course, on Truth Social and asked this question, has any smart and energetic Republican in the great state of Texas decided to run in the primary against rhino Congressman Chip Roy? For the right person, he's very beatable. If interested, let me know. So the same way that he threatened Tom Massey for standing up for the Constitution and rule of law, he's now going to threaten Chip Proy for going through the actual process. We don't coronate nominees. We don't choose them in back rooms with moneyed donors and a cigar-filled room. We have caucuses and primaries, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's no reason that any person should be threatened for walking through that process, including Ron DeSantis himself. And so Steve Dace ended with this. If anything more Trumpian than threatening one of the only truly honest members of Congress before he doesn't kneel before Zod, though stupidly doing so more than a week after filing deadlines, Trumpian bluster followed by a Trumpian lack of attention for details. Yes, these are the crazy days that we live in. But I think we're close to the truth and we're going to continue to try to proclaim the truth here and give you the truth on the Shannon Joy Show. I want to thank all of you for being with us today. Thank our sponsors, QPGoatSoap.com, QPGoatSoap.com. Also, our friends over at MyFreedomCart.com slash joy or myfreedomcard.com slash joy. And you're going to be hearing from Shellshock CBD in the next couple of days as well. Super, super excited about that and to bring that to you. Thank you all for all of your comments. You guys are the best. And yeah, like I said, white knuckled with you on this roller coaster ride, but we're going to try to figure it out. And we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I think we're still live. So, Cannon, wondering if we're going to end the show. And 
I think we are. Yes, you cut out for a second. All right, I guess I'll not. Right here. All right, that is the program. I'm going to sign off here. Maybe it'll still be on, but I will see you guys tomorrow on the Shannon Joy Show. Hello, world. Welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.